98.5's SBL Slam. SBL Slam is back. Matt Chechen's here. Great to have your company. What a round it's been in the Women's and Men's State Basketball League. A big congratulations to all of our clubs across WA that dug deep and in various ways have managed to raise some funds for Lara Napier. We said on the show last week, Lara unfortunately coming off her motorcycle, um, not out of the woods just yet, but it's wonderful for the clubs to get behind such a worthy cause and to dig deep. And thank you to all of those people that have made such a valuable contribution. Vlad Alava joins me. Welcome back, Vlad. Good evening, mate. How are you? I'm really well. Uh, Another week. Uh, We've got a week off next week, unfortunately. So we'll make the most of our time this week. It was WSBL Round 8, and it started at the Belmont Oasis Centre on Friday. The Perth Redbacks defeating the Rockingham Flames 85-74. to Some red-hot shooting from the Perth Redbacks. 10 of 25 from deep, and Rockingham really struggled. They were 5 of 26. Gabby Clayton stepped up at crucial times, knocked down a couple of vital threes. She finished up three from five from downtown and 19 points, five assists. That's a great win for the Redbacks. It is, mate. Yeah, absolutely fantastic for the Redbacks to uh, to get up and, and, and get a win against the Flames. And even with the backdrop of a massive 40-minute effort by um, Chastity Reed, uh, the new Flames import, of course, with 40 and 13. But, you know, the key for me here, I think, is um, the, the fact that Jacinta Borden didn't play uh, would have made... Things are just that much more that much more difficult for the Flames on both offense and defense, and no surprises that the two guards Benson and Clayton had decent games each, um, especially with Jacinta not playing. I'll tip my cap to Chastity Reed. A phenomenal effort. I saw her performance: thirty-nine points, thirteen rebounds. I think she may have even set a record in the WSBL for and one plays. She just manages to take contact and finish so well around the basket. She's got a lovely little face-up jumper. She can fall away as well and plays both ends of the floor. So one to watch. Now, her and English had to combine for 54 of 74 total points there. And as you said, I'll echo those thoughts. They missed Jacinta Bourne, particularly her rebounding and that third scorer to add their punch there. Now, the Sterling Senators... Managed to squeak home with a one-point win over the Joondalup Wolves, 69-68. to 68. The two Martins, firstly Jasmine Martin, 27 points for the victors. Nikki Martin, 17 points and nine rebounds, albeit in a losing effort. Uh, but look, as you said, a close tussle from start to finish in that game. And uh, you've got to give credit to the, the Senators there, able to come back and obviously come away with victory despite the fact that um, the Wolves edged ahead by one in the last minute there. Um, look for Joondalup, I guess that's now four straight losses and, and I've, I've always said in the show, Church, that you know it's nothing to worry about but perhaps now just the beginning signs of worry uh, will start to pop in simply because you know no one likes to drop multiple games and, and dropping four um, yeah, puts, puts them in a little bit of pressure um, come second half of the season. Yeah, look, they were up five at half time and then Joondalup uh, were held to just 11 points in that third. So well done to Sterling for managing to hold on. Uh, Lee hit a jumper with 12 seconds and then Wisher misses the potential game winner. I'll be looking forward to chatting with the head coach of the Sterling Senators for the first time. Glenn Clark's going to join me very shortly here on the show. But that's a great win for the Sterling Senators and they're up now to third on the standings in the WSBL. Now East Perth and Mandra. I predicted a 50-point win. It was nowhere near that. 70-52. to 52. Bogue, again, instrumental. 26 points, 17 rebounds in this. And the Magic did an absolute number on the Eagles on the glass. agree with you. I thought it would be a bit of a blowout, certainly when you look at the form of both teams on paper. Uh, I can understand why you might have thought it would be a 50-point blowout there. But the fact that you have 
Gilday, Milo, Bogle are still playing 30 minutes certainly indicates to me that it's, you know, it was a tighter game than what perhaps the manager would have liked. Is that slightly concerning for Mandra? I mean, they had three bench points, though, one of seven. They are very heavily relying on that starting five. End of the day, they've got some players that are very capable. They've got you know, Emma Close-Tony that comes off the bench. They've got a couple of shooters. Uh, they would hit three ball, Morgan Valentine, one of them. Uh, Rachel Ann can put it on the can put it on the scoreboard on, on, on any given night, and, and Brick has Thorny. So, look, I mean, that's probably just a bit of an anomaly. Um, certainly, they've got players uh, who've proven in the past that they can they can get points on the board. We're halfway through our wrap of WSBL Round Eight, and we will quickly preview all of the Round Nine action. The SBL Slam. All the latest date basketball league action on 98.5. Welcome back to the show. The Southwest Slammers hosted the Perry Lakes Hawks and were swept off their home floor, 62-37. to 37. Vlad, you're at the game? Yeah, yep. And look, that game, another one, I guess, similar to what we said about Eastbeth and Mandra. I actually thought that that would be a bit of a... At one stage, I thought it might look a little scary for the home fans, but you've got to give credit where it's due. Um, Slammers really turned that game into a bit of a scrap. Again, similar scenario. The, clearly, they were going to be outclassed. A bit more experience on the other side as well and a bit, a bit, bit more length and athleticism. But they really made the um, the Hawks earn that win, uh, despite the fact that you know, it was a 20-plus 20, 20 margin. So, look, if I'm, if I'm Docky, I'd certainly be disappointed with the way some of her girls played, uh, perhaps an execution on both sides of the floor. Uh, it was one of those ones where... Not sure if they went up for it because they were expecting to win. Not sure if it was a two-hour trip down to Bunbury. Uh, but at the end of the day, it was very scrappy. And, and I'm sure Docky will address a few things on tape and, and look on to the next game. The Slammers had 27 turnovers at half time. It was 33-12, to 12, a low-scoring affair. The two Burton sisters combining for 33 points in this one. Emily, 16 points in 22 minutes. So I'm sure Docky Smith will be happy with her individual game. Coburn and Willerton. Well, it was the Tigers, another win. They're getting momentum, 82-67. to 67. Barr, one of the MVP favourites in my book, 29 points in a win. Yeah, and as you said, four straight wins now for the Tigers, and they're building that Tiger momentum we all know and expect, uh, starting to get all their players back. So, And as you say, terrific defensive effort to keep the Cougars down to you know a low 36% field goal for the game. But to me, really, the, the unsung hero for the, um, for the Williston Tigers has to be Zoe Harper. Her mm. early season averages are up from last year. Her offensive output is, is is higher than last year. Been particularly impressive, and and she had she had to be really considering Lou Tomlinson left the team for for season 2017. Zoe Harper in this one a double double 18 and 13. Just very quickly, the Kalamunda Eastern Suns couldn't hold their home court advantage in this one, 68 to 92. They went down to the Southwest Slammers. What a response from them! A 20 point loss the night before, turning that into almost a 30 point win. And I caught it last week, Church. I, I, I looked at the lineups. I thought the Slammers would get this one because they matched up really, really well. And it was a close game for three quarters. Uh, and then Jenny Rintala fouls out with seven minutes to go. Mm-hmm. And to me, that was a catalyst. Because up until then, it was a bit of a contest. And, and Slammers were only up by seven by the time she fouled out. But seven minutes, far too long without a post player to try and cover you know, the offensive rebounding, the inside presence of Brittany Hodges. So well done to Slammers. Finally, as well, Brittany had some support. Mm-hmm. Uh, had Bayless getting 22 off a high clip. Fielding had 10. Then he had 10. Even my favourite little red-headed point guard, Taylor Burrow, chipped in with nine from the bench. So good on him. Uh, it's tough losing, and it's good for them to win after five, five tough games prior. Yeah, the Slammers were up three at three-quarter time. They go 32 to 11 points in the fourth and hang on for the win. Vlad, we'll go one more segment. When we come back, we're going to preview Women's Round, a great initiative from the State Basketball League. And a top-of-the-table clash will feature where the Hawks will take on the Magic. We'll be right back. It's Slammer time. 
The SBL Slam on 98.5. Round nine in the Women's State Basketball League has been labelled Women's Round. And clubs across WA will be acknowledging in their own way the amazing contributions that women have made to the sport of basketball. Not only as players, but as coaches, referees, volunteers, administrators and fans. So the tip-offs, Vlad, are going to be after the men's games. An interesting initiative. Oh, look, definitely. Uh, I think it's uh, it's in line with 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 women's round. The uh, the, the girls play in that, uh, I guess, showcase time slot, hmm. and I'm hoping that the fans will stick around and and, and see a little bit of the uh, fantastic women's basketball action around the league. And what a game to get the round underway! Two teams undefeated, top of the table clash. The Perry Lakes Hawks will host the Mandra Magic at the Bendat Basketball Centre. I'm going to be there for this one. 8:30. There are some absolute mouth-watering matchups in this one. There, are, there is indeed, mate, and we're obviously two undefeated teams, two form teams, but for me, you know, as you say, matchups inside Bogues versus Nat Burton, matchups on the outside, uh, Gilday versus Jeffers and O'Sullivan, everywhere, mm. everywhere. It is going to be a, a terrific contest, and uh, for mine, uh, it's going to come down to how how Mandra are able to slow the game down, um, because as we know, uh, Parallax is very, very good, very quick in transition. It's also going to come down to who shoots the best from mm. the perimeter for mine in this game. Who's going to win? I'll tip Parallax only because uh, my sources tell me there's a little bit, there's a couple of injury worries for Mandra. Okay, which players? <laughs> if I give them away, I won't have any sources. So oh, okay, <laughs> all right. Playing your cards close to your chest. Look, for me, the Hawks too much depth. If you have a look at their bench, Burton, Kautsky, Sadie, and O'Sullivan. I like the work of Emma Class Tawny. Eight points, eight boards, and then you've got Casey Meagle. Two points and three boards per game, and Rachel Pettit. I just think the Hawks more than equally match them off the bench. Look, the anticipated matchup for me is going to be Milo v Edmondson, but I like the look of the Hawks. Let's have a look at also Friday night, 8.30 p.m. tip-off. Lakeside will take on Sterling. That's fifth, taking on third. Now, Lakeside uh, doing what sort of Sterling did last year, not being able to find consistency. Their longest win streak Vlad, this season is only two games in a row. Who do you like in this one? I think I'll have to stick with form and a more balanced lineup, and therefore I'll tip Sterling in this, but it'll be a close game. Okay, I like the look of the visitors there, the Sterling Senators. Rockingham will take on East Perth. East Perth, I've been told, will have one of their restricted players into the lineup. It's only week nine, but they're there, so they'll be at their full cohort. But I still think the Flames will, uh, will get up in that game. Yeah, and hopefully Jacinta Bourne will be back into that lineup. Uh, too much shooting and rebounding there for the Flames. Saturday, Southwest will take on Coburn. That is an 8 p.m. tip-off. Coburn underachieving, but I like them to get a win here. I do the same, same as well. They are underachieving, but I think you know Coburn is a team that matches up very well with the Slammers. They've got the height and, and I guess the uh, the rebounding prowess to be able to handle Hodges. And they've also got a very good point guard in um, uh, BJ Moyes. Tough weekend in women's round for Mandra. They've got to back up the Friday night top of the table clash at home against the Flames? First game, apparently. First game at the new Mandra home court. So, look, I think that this game is one where they'll um, they'll be good enough. I think they'll get up against the Flames in that local derby. Yeah, I'll go with the Magic too. East Perth, Perry Lakes. For me, the Hawks. Simple, mate. Yeah, definitely. Definitely the Hawks. All right. And Kalamunda, they're 1-8, and eight, taking on Joonal up. They have lost their last four. Does the losing streak snap here? It will. Play and answer it well, and I think they'll win well. Okay. That rounds it out. Women's round, round nine, 8.30 p.m. The tip-off there up in Les Murdy. Get down and support the women and what valuable contributions that they make to our league, the State Basketball League, one of the best domestic 
leagues in Australia. Vlad, love your work. Uh, a week off, I'll speak to you in a fortnight. Sure, mate. We'll, I'm sure we'll both find ways to, uh, to take the time up in the week off. The SBL Slam 98.5. We're family. One of the best coaches in the Women's State Basketball League. He's won multiple WSBL championships. Glenn Clark, welcome for the first time on SBL Slam. It's great to have you. Thanks, mate. How are you? I'm living the dream here in the 98.5 Sunshine FM studio. And you must be too. The girls, your team, the Senators, up to third now in the standings. You're six and two. And dare I say it, you've found a bit of consistency this season. Yeah, yeah. It's um, uh, It's been a breath of fresh air this year. It really has. I think um, one of the major reasons is we've got a bunch of girls, you know, play with a lot of energy, never die attitude. And one of those additions, Keisha Lee, former UNLV player, obviously with the Perth Lynx set up. She's been a champion in Austria and England, so a proven winner. How important has her leadership been? She's an outstanding athlete to, to, uh, to coach. She's got that white line fever. It, it's it's crazy because she's at training she's all happy go lucky but she crossed that white line and it's she's out there to win and it's uh it's it's the energy is you know from one to ten is ten and she's always enthusiastic and very helpful with the juniors and you know some of the girls on the court that uh, like the maddie hoopers and under the 19s there and she's Mm. mate she's very supportive of them she's fantastic apart from the roster additions i mean what other reasons has been behind the more consistent team performance as far as the x's and o's go throughout the season a lot of it, uh, you know, we've got Jasmine from the US now, and she's a great club person, and she's very, very supportive for everyone. We've got Tyler mm. Bestry back and Amber, so I've kind of like got a, a bunch of girls who it all fits in well with how we want to play. One of the things also is that they are all playing for each other, yeah. and uh, yeah, I think they're enjoying it as well. You're getting valuable contributions, not only from the front court. We know what Amber Land's capable of, the glass, 10 boards per game, and Keisha Lee is a fantastic rebounder at nine per game, but Martin's uh, averaging five boards as a point guard and Thrones as well. You must be happy with those effort areas. Oh, exactly right. And one of the things was that we, you know, one of the things we've, we've looked at quite heavily is boxing out, getting that offensive rebound and, and, and finishing off, getting that second chance. One of the biggest stats we look at right now is those second chance points. And, you know, history tells if you're if you're up on those second chance points and points off turnovers, you're going to pretty well win the game. Six wins, you've taken down the Flames, the Cougars, the Slammers, the Suns, the Tigers, and now the Wolves. Last year's runners-up, that's an impressive list. The next two games is really going to sort where you fit in the pecking order of the league. You've got Lakeside, they've got two talented imports and talented Aussie players, and then Mandra. This is a big stretch for the Senators. Yeah, it's you know we're gonna we, we scout a lot. I think the matchups are going to be okay. To be honest with you, Perry Lakes and Willerton are quite tall right now, but I think Lakeside and Mandra actually are a good matchup for us. So looked at some tape already, and I think that with the matchups and the way we play, I think to be honest with you, we'll um, we'll give it a good shot. Round nine is women's round. Uh, best of luck and getting into the playoffs this year. Thanks for your time, Glenn. Thanks, buddy. 98.5's SBL Slam. Welcome back to SBL Slam. One of the league's best scorers and tenacious rebounders. A talented product out of the University of North Texas. There in the Lone Star State. He's an SBL All-Star. He's tearing it up for the Goldfields Giants. Jacob Holman, welcome to SBL Slam for the first time. Hey, Chetons, mate. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be on. That's great to have you. Two excellent team wins on the road as well over the weekend. You defeated the Flames and then the defending champions on the buzzer. What's the feeling like now within the group? A couple of wins under the belt. Uh, we had a meeting, man, about three weeks ago, uh, and we really sat down and we tried to figure out 
and identity and why we were struggling and what we needed to do to really come together. And we got close. We uh we had the the Redbacks at home. We ended up losing by eight. But we let Ben Smith, uh, we let him go for a few threes in the mm. fourth quarter. We lost to Sterling yep. by about three. And then uh, this weekend we just got over the hump, so the guys are believing now. We've got uh, Williton. That's going to yep. be a tough game for us. But the, the feeling around here now is belief. We're excited. We finally got over that hump after being so close. And, uh, yeah, we're just excited out here in Cal again. That game against the Cougars, you neutralized Billups' influence. The first team to hold him to single digits so far in 2017, and you had him in foul trouble. That must have been pleasing. Yeah, that was big time. We knew he just had a big game the night before going against Ray when they both put up over 40. So we said we wanted to attack him. We knew he'd be pretty sore uh, moving at that noon game, and we were fortunate enough to get him in foul trouble. Uh, he caught one unfortunate hooking call, mm. and that was big for us. And then he just could never really get into the the rhythm and the flow of the game. JB Pillard seems to have settled in his role now in the lineup. What are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, JB's fine his role. It took him a while early. Uh, I was out, and then we had our replacement import, Jarrell Sanders, in. So he had to play with him first, and then they had to come in, and he had to try to find a rhythm with me. And uh, he's just finding his looks in the offense. Everybody's coming along. Everybody's knocking down shots now. Our shooter's knocking down shots. He saw this weekend against the Flames. Jerome Reed stepped up and had 10 points. Filano's getting five assists. We're getting Holloway back. Everybody's pitching in, doing a little bit of something. Your own form is excellent. You're shooting the three ball really well as well. 40% from downtown. Is that something you've worked on in the offseason? Uh, I went over to Bulgaria for two months, and I, I had an unfortunate extent over there, and uh, I had to get out. It was just an uncomfortable circumstance for me. Mm. And uh, But the two months that I was over there, I kind of reverted back to if Kevin Love left Minnesota and went to the Cavs, I, he was just spot-up shooting with the Cavs. I was shooting so many threes over there. Yeah. And I, I, got, I got really confident in those, and I just brought that back with me this season. The stretch now, four straight home games. you got the Tigers, Eagles, Slammers, and Bucks. That is a tough schedule, but key if you want to make a playoff run. You're looking forward to the challenge. We are looking forward to the challenge because I, I love every one of those those import matchups uh, with, with Ray. I love going head-to-head with Ray. And then you got Kevin Davis, uh, Trey Nichols being from Texas. It's always a fun time when I'm on, on the court with mm. him. And then uh, the addition of Benjamin this year to the Bucks, him and Barrow. We've got four straight challenging games that the guys are excited for. We've already talked about it. And I, I know our fans are going to be out trying to support us, especially after these two wins. And then we've got these uh, four straight at home. Jacob, one final question for you. Was it destiny for you to end up at the Goldfields? I mean, the University of North Texas, their home floor is the super pit, and you find yourself right next to one in the Goldfields. Uh, when I first got out here, my first year, and I, I saw that super pit, <laughs> it was a big thing. For it. And I, I know my family messaged me about it a thousand times. <laughs> we did talk about it being destiny. Yeah, that was, that was a big uh, coincidence, my first year out here. Jacob, you're one of the most respected import players in the state basketball league, what you bring on and off the floor, and a credit to yourself, your family, and also the Goldfields Giants. Best of luck, four huge games, and uh, making a playoff push for the Goldfields Giants, and we look forward to catching up with you later in the season. Thank you, mate. Appreciate you having me on. The SBL Slam. All the latest state basketball league action on 98.5. Mark Hutley here to join us again on SBL Slam to impart some wisdom when it comes to Men's State Basketball League. Round eight, Mark. Sterling and Joondal up. The Wolfpack getting a win and convincingly 103-87. to 87. 
Yeah, I picked the the Wolves to win this one. I thought that they're travelling um, pretty well. A lot, there's a lot of mention about their imports, but they still have that solid set of uh, senior players that that we all know what they're capable of. Surprised with that announcement last week? Yeah, I think Wade Jurin is basically here on a on a holiday. Um, where Richard Ross was an import. I, I don't know whether he was um, what the full story was, but it looks like they needed something different to improve their chances of winning the whole lot. So they made the move um, with Ross leading. The Wolfpack, 14 of 29 from downtown, instrumental in their win, and Ellis just nine points. Of his 10 field goal attempts, eight of them were threes. So the well drying up there for the Senators. The Redbacks... Defeating the Flames, 90-73. to 73. Sean Redditch, 33 points and 11 boards. And Ben Smith had 23 in this one. Not enough contributors for the Rockingham Flames. Uh, look, Redditch was too dominant and Ben Smith continuing their good year. Uh, it's an interesting one to start the game with Bo Samuelson playing a fair bit. But it looks like he started off early with a bit of turnover trouble and as the game went on, I thought it was going to be a blowout but the Flames came back strong. Getting to Samuelson, I... I did the courtside announcing. He had four turnovers before he actually racked up a positive stat, whether it be a point, rebound or assist, and that didn't help their cause. The Redbacks were superb inside. Redditch Smith, that's Ben, putting the ball on the floor. He finished some nice plays around the basket, and Kyle Bowen combined for 46 points on their two-point field goal makes. That's 23 of 35. They were dominant. The Flames had no impact or scoring punch off the bench. The upset of the round mark up in the Midwest. Geraldton have dropped their second game on their home floor. Seven points was the margin here and a loss to the Lakeside Lightning. What a win for them. Yeah, what a great win. Uh, Padgett was dominant. and I haven't got to see him play this year, but um, his numbers have improved throughout the year and playing a lone hand inside. He's putting up really good numbers for the Lightning. Yeah, 32 points, 15 in this one. The Bucks dried up from the perimeter, 5 of 27, and the Lightning setting up the win in the second term. Another upset. Congratulations to Aaron Traher and the Mandra Magic. An 11-point win over the East Perth Eagles. What a round of upsets. With the Magic, there's a question I was going to ask you. Can Taylor Mullinax win the most improved player this year? <laughs> yeah. he's, uh, he's back and he's, he, he's actually uh, dominant inside and, and going against people like Kevin Davis, who still had a good game. Taylor's been... You know, really a lone hand inside, and, and it was great for the Magic to finally get that first win. Mark, he could be a smoky for the Most Valuable Player Award, you know, in seeing in how the referees and the coaches are voting on it. Mandra had six players in double-digit scoring. I think that's the first time this year, and on the back of 27 team assists. So well done to them. They get a W in that column for the first time. Southwest defeated the Perry Lakes Hawks. 82 to 69. It seems as though that the Hawks had another dysfunctional game, particularly on offense. Yeah, and how good are the, the slammers now vocals back into the lineup? That means they're not being pre, uh, defeated on the glass like they were previously at the start of the year, and that allows more shots for the likes of Nichols and Lay and all their other support staff. So what a huge impact Brian has had for that team. Triple-double in this one, 12, 14 boards, 13 dimes. Coburn and Willerton, 120 to 118. That win going to the Tigers in double overtime, and what monster games from Billups. 40 points, 16 rebounds. Turner, 43-24. They probably didn't play D on each other, but they are monster stat lines, and what an exciting game, and a great win for the Tigers. And what stat line did Gavin Field get as well? There were so many cameos in this game. I was at Rockingham watching the 
Giants versus the Flames, and I had this on play-by-play just watching it, and it would have been a cracker of a game to be at. Yeah, in the second overtime, Scott and Jay Bowie combined for 11 points. Turner's tipping with eight seconds left ended up deciding the game. Now, Field had a jumper in overtime. It was no good. And then you go back to the end of regulation, and Bowie had a chance to win it. So a seesawing game going the way of the visiting Tigers. Mark, we'll come back. We've got a couple more games to wrap up before we preview the action for Round 9 in the Men's State Basketball League. It's Slammer time. The SBL Slam on 98.5. Mark Utley joining me. Matt Chetchens in the 98.5 Sunshine FM studio for SBL Slam, a game that you attended, Mark, the Flames and Giants going the way of the Goldfields Giants, a rare win on the road, 84-77. to 77. Yeah, it was good to see the Giants getting over after a few close losses recently. It looked like they were playing a little bit tougher than the Flames. There wasn't a lot of defence by both teams, but the switch up by the Giants to go to a zone and Rockingham needs to do something about their work on zone. They, they really dried up their offensive opportunities they didn't shoot with confidence, and that allowed the Giants just to get the win. Huge third term from them, turning a five-point deficit at halftime into a nine-point lead heading into the fourth. Well, the Giants backed it up the very next day and got a three-point win virtually on the buzzer against the Coburn Cougars. Billups tip in with six seconds left, tied the game at 96, and then cue J.B. Pillard. He hit a three, almost dead in front of the iron, with one second left and getting the Giants one of their best wins in recent years. Jacob Holman, who I chatted with earlier on the show, 36 points in the win. JP Billard is starting to play himself into the season and and with their guard play continues to improve with Holloway back, it means he's going to cause some matchup problems because he's he's sort of in between a perimeter and a post player. So I saw him on Saturday night go to work inside and then moved to the outside on a few occasions, and he's a really good passer. So it was good for the Giants to come down here and get two wins, which they haven't done for a while, and, and that's really good for their confidence going into the season. And Holman is always always tough when he's isolated one-on-one with any big in the league. The Suns couldn't put away the Slammers on their home floor. They went down by 18 points, 98-80. to 80. Brian Vocal's second triple-double of the weekend. This time, 14 points, 21 rebounds, if you don't mind, and 13 assists. That is a great win there for the Southwest Slammers. The SBL Slam, 98.5. We're family. Mark, let's have a look at Men's State Basketball League Round 9. Only four teams head into the this round with winning records. Junilup, Willerton, Perth and Geraldton. Gets underway Friday, earlier tips before the women's game. This game's at 6.30 at the Bendat Basketball Centre. The Hawks and Mandra, who do you like? The Hawks, I think they'll bounce back again. Uh, Mandra had their win last week. Hopefully they'll continue with good form, but I think the Hawks will get that one on their home court. I like the Hawks too. Lakeside, they're 5-5 five and five against Sterling. 5-4, and four. Lakeside will be uh, spurred on by that great win on the road last week. Who do you like? You'd think it would be a close game after both of them doing it, but I think the return trip, as I've talked about previously from country, will mean Sterling will get Lakeside. All right, I'm going to go with Lakeside. I need to make up ground on you. Now, Rockingham will host East Perth. For me, the Flames are in trouble. Jack works hard. Zolo's hit and miss. Godfrey looks a little frustrated. Samuelson's turning the ball over too much. Griffin needs more minutes for his rebounding alone. And Matt Honey looks a little disinterested. This is a big game in the context of their season. It is. Sitting at 2-8, and eight, they really need to win this one. And the East Perth Eagles have been inconsistent. I think 
the impact of Kevin Davis inside. They'll struggle to match up on him, and he could have a big game here. So I, I would like to tip the Flames, but I think the Eagles are going to win. Mandra will take on Rockingham. Both teams have played the night before. Oh, this is going to be a really hard one to pick. Uh, on the home court, I'm going to go for Mandra in this one. Yep, so do I. And Southwest will take on Coburn. Southwest sneak into the eight now after their last two wins. However, uh, no, I'm going to stick with them. I think the, the Slammers are on a bit of a roll, and Vocals, one of the best players in the league. Who do you like? I like the same as you. They were Slammers, I think, wouldn't that one? East Perth and Perry Lakes. Uh, Perry Lakes, me. Are they the biggest underachievers so far? They're four and five. Yeah, I was really surprised by it. And then the week before, Carwell comes out and dominates and then struggles. It's, mm. it's like they are in between what game style they're going to play for the season. And hopefully the second half, they'll settle that down. But it's very hit and miss with them at the moment. The Wolfpack are back on top of the standings. They travel to Kalamunda. Uh, the Wolves will be too strong. Um, teams with experience, big guys. We saw it with uh, Whedon. You know, I think the Wolfpack with Huntington and, and even Maddox will come in and cause cause the Suns some trouble in this one. Fourth will take on third. That is Geraldton hosting the Redbacks. Game of the round. Yeah, I think I, th- I actually think the Redbacks will go up and win this one. Yep. Um, the Bucks have uh, a dominant home record, but as we saw last week, if you do the right things up there, you can win. And I think the experience of someone like Sean Reddish is just going to love playing in front of a crowd again. And I think he's going to really get up for it. Figgle's in a little foul trouble in his comeback game. Uh, he's back in the lineup. Their front court will be able to match it. Geraldton are 3-2 at home. The Redbacks are 5-1 and one on the road. And that loss to Junilup was without vigour. I'll stick with the Redbacks. Final game, Goldfields to take on the Willerton Tigers. I'm going to go with the upset. I'm going to go with Goldfields at home with Willerton coming not. off a double overtime game and a long trip? I'm not. I'm going to go for <laughs> Willerton in this one. I think they'll bounce back. Um, one of the things that I noticed on the weekend is Holman is an athletic big, but I just think they don't have anyone that can play on Ray Turner inside and Jay Bowie playing against his old team mm. can step up and have a big one. So I'm going for the Tigers. Mark, I've double-checked. We haven't left a game out this week. Apologies to Coburn and Willerton last week. And then that game ends up going to double overtime. But we've managed to cover it. We've got a week off. I will look forward to chatting with you in a fortnight's time. Thanks, Mark. Thank you. The SBL Slam. All the latest state basketball league action on 98.5.